Well, it's great to have our next guest on the show because the country fell in love with him. You know, he's done a bit of break dancing in his time. He Too played. Right. He played actually 22 times for the All Blacks. He was a Crusader himself from 1996 to 2003. And as coach, uh, coach of the Crusaders, he won the title 2017, 2018 and 2019. Picked up a big award as Coach of the Year this year at the Rugby Awards as well. Joining us then is the current Crusaders coach, Scott Razor-Robertson. G'day, Scott. Hello, guys. Great yeah. to talk to you. Nice oh, to talk to you, buddy. Mate. Thanks so much for giving us your time, mate. Mate, you're welcome. I was just checking in if this is you about the 7th or 8th radio station you guys have been on. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> well, in my case, pretty much on the money. Yeah, more... Dangerously close. Let's just say yeah, that, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mate, uh, it's really good to have you on the show because we've talked about you many times. The whole country has. Can you, w- Without wanting to op- open any wounds, Scott, you know, tell us a little bit about that. You know, when when you realised you weren't going to be the All Black coach, because many people thought you should have been, and obviously you were well aware you had a really good shot at it. So, can you tell us how that came about and how it felt? Yeah, look, um, it was a how do I put it? Because when you invest in something so so deeply and you you can see yourself in your position, in the position, and you can imagine yourself doing the role mm. and you feel like you're ready you you, you, you live it you know you, you're living yeah. it so yeah the thing probably it is because it was so public it felt like an election everyone was walking around you yeah. could walk down the street with someone so it was actually not just living it yourself in your own mind but as you said the whole nation was a part of the decision and because it was so public and everyone knew who was going and the coaching groups um, it was quite all in, um, encompassing, and so look, I got a phone call. Um, I sort of, I came in, I didn't even need to say anything. Jane saw my face. My wife, you know, she looked at my face, and she just gave me a hug. And then all the kids came in. We just lied on the bed for about <laughs> um, about half an hour, really. And not much was said, but you know, there was, there was a few tears, and then mm-hmm. um, it was a really emotional sort of half an hour. And then got up, um, went for a swim down here at summer in the, in the school pool and just uh, started to think, how am I, I going to look? What, what, what would a player do that, and I'm a position that I ask my players to do when they, if, if they're not playing or they miss out or something doesn't go wrong, what, what would they do? Because yeah. yeah. I've got to act like I'd expect a player or would like a player or to, to act as well. And then I thought, okay, um, well, it's easier to say than to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah <true>. exactly, mate. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 yeah, but it, it, look, it's taken a while. It, it, the break in nooses I had over the New Year's period was perfect for me because it sort of started, instead of finding reasons why I didn't get it, I actually felt what, what does it mean to me moving forward? How, how am I going to get better? So when I do get the job, I'm uh, um, even more ready. Good exactly. You. Now, I've, you've sort of preempted my question, but I, I'm delighted to hear you say when I do get the job one day. What I was going to ask, Scotty, was I'm, I'm working on the presumption, fingers crossed, that yeah. this hasn't soured you on the idea of you still have that burning ambition to be the All Black coach? Uh, not at all. Um, look, as, a, as a player, um, you know, I was, I was, I was dropped, I came back and fought my way back, and then I was dropped again just before the 2000 World Cup. Um, you remember... Yeah. Um, John Mitchell uh, matched a few of us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and, um, yeah. uh, Angie Murdens and and Norm Maxwell and a lot of the a lot of the leaders, a lot of really experienced players, and that 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 got me. That hurt me massively. So that that experience prepared me a little bit for this one. Uh, and look, 
nothing in Fozzie didn't pick himself. Um, they feel like he was the best candidate um, to lead this team um, at this stage. Um, so, so, so for me, I can still visualise myself getting there. But you know, one of the biggest things about having experience, um, so I might just be on a different course and a different. For me to get to that role might be look a little bit different than I previously thought. Interesting, mate. You've been so su- successful as a coach, as we as we mentioned at the start of the interview, 2017, 2018, 2019, You picked up the titles. What's the most difficult thing going from being a player to a coach? Uh, delivery, getting all your knowledge across, and finding your way of uh, delivering it so it's really clear, and the, the players can get engaged by it. So. You find your own style, and I took a long time for me. I, it, you know, like you know, I coached um, my beloved Summer, our beloved Summer, mm, um, yeah. Simon. You know, yeah. and it's so I did. The, I did. A, I was I was assistant for five years with the NPC with Rob Penny, and then um, played by Mason before I took over the head coach role. I coached a lot in Japan. I coached uh, kids to tackle rugby at. Um, the tackle camps and I did you know academies at all the different schools so I did a lot a lot of coaching and I so refined my skill my art of having to get myself across and then I found my style and um, you build belief you build trust in yourself um, and, and I did a lot of PD going overseas so by the time I got to the role of head coach of Canterbury for the four years in the New Zealand 20s and dealing with all that age group by the time I got to the Crusaders it was pretty clear how I was going to run it yeah yeah and, and then you get system instructions, and like life, you just keep fine-tuning. Exactly. Now, Scott, are, are you the sort of guy that gets most of your messages across with the whole group, or are you pretty keen on doing a fair bit of one-on-one stuff? Are you both. It depends on um, the situation. But Look, I'm a storyteller. That's, my, that, that's me. I'm a, it's called narrative intelligence. You know, some people um, have different ways of getting across their message. But for me, I, I like to tell stories to... Um, to, and through motivation, sort of, could be for, for. I'll give you a little example. I think you guys might have seen around. You know, our first team was around Rumble in the Jungle, which was the Hamd Ali when he went. And our first year, I coached the Crusaders, so it was a real famous fight. And he'd, you know, he'd been refused induction. He'd converted to Islam, and changed his slave name from Cassius Slave to Muhammad Ali. Yep. And they, everyone said he was done, he had finished, he'd come back and lost two heavyweight fights and then went and fought uh, George Foreman and Zaire. And when he won that fight, um, he became king of boxing. Yeah. And yep. it was a long time, it was eight to nine years, um, um, nine years since he'd won the last title and it was nine years since the Crusaders won the last title. And everyone said, we're done, we're too old, Kieran Reid, Sam Whitelock, Matt Todd, Ron Crotty, on things wouldn't win one again. So they could see the, the correlation that they were thinking, you know, our, our dynasty was over. And it coincided where we ended up having the final in the jungle, which was <laughs> against the Lions. <laughs> Johannesburg, and we were the first team ever to um, to win a final across the Indian Ocean. So the story told itself. I, I didn't... Uh, Plan for it to be in Johannesburg, but it worked out well. Oh, but it's a brilliant story. Good stuff. Mate, we're loving chatting with you. If Do you mind hanging yeah. on? We'll take a few more questions and then we'll yeah. get your song choice. It's great to chat with you, Razor. Thanks, Heaps. Of course. It's six and a song. Our guest today is Scott Robertson, coach of the Crusaders. Thank you again, Scott, for your time, mate. It's brilliant chatting with you. Appreciate it, yeah. Hey, where did the nickname Razor come from? <laughs> um, 
It was um, pretty much just gave it to myself. Yeah. <laughs> did you really? No, he's being ultra <laughs> modest. I know how it. You told me once how it came from. I did a story for a magazine, Scott, and it involves David Knox, the mouthy Australian. So I'll leave Razor to continue with that part of the story. Oh, look, there was a one-two cut, and, and it was in early days when we were playing Super Jet for the Crusaders when there was about 20 people at Lancaster Park there. And, uh, yeah. and 96 was a tough season, as you imagine. And they did a one-two cut with playing the Brumbies, and... Uh, I, cut, I put my shoulder and sort of cut him in half, and I got up and touched my shoulder blade. It was like like it was a blade, like I'd, I'd cut him. And and um, the boys, said, well, what are you doing, mate? Just cut him in half, you know. And you think you're a rager. And anyway, just sort of carried on from there. That's a great yeah. story. Yeah. I must I must say because I know you swim at the aqua gym there with the nailers yeah. at the nailers pool, and they were and mate, you're still built like a tank. You obviously still <laughs> keep pretty fit yourself. Yeah, I try to do something every day. Um, there's not. Oh, oh, Often a day I miss out doing a swim or, mm. you know, on the paddleboard um, surfing or um, did a lot of yoga as well because it's just to look after me. So I definitely keep, keep active, yeah. Good on you. Good, man. And this may be a slightly embarrassing question as well because, as I said, we know you're, you're a tiny bit embarrassed about the nickname because of the praise that the other guys gave you. But, mate, when did you first do the dancing? What team was it with? Can you remember? Well, oh God, that's how we go. We were ahead of team in 2013, which um, was around a march to the South Pole, and Will Dudmanson was ended up um, being the first man, uh, first person there, and he put the flag in the middle, you know, right on zero zero, whatever it is, and the, yeah. um, it was the last place our theme was around that. And I, and I said to the boys, I'm, I don't care actually whether we put this flag, but we're going to put it in the middle of the field if it's home or away, and it had to end up, end up being in Wellington. Yeah. And we had a thing called 20 mile march, how hard we worked every day. And anyway, um, we put the flag in the middle, and I went to walk back out. And it's a bit of a throwback from my playing days, the dancing, the bait dancing. They called me out. I didn't expect it. I, they just kept singing it, kept singing it. And as you know, I'm quite shy, so I thought, oh, why not? <laughs> so I just climbed into it, and it's become a bit of a tradition. So it, it was impromptu. It is. And I mean, I, I love seeing it. I just love seeing it. And I wonder, too, you know, for, for me over the years, and you might go somewhere and tell a few gags and stuff and being a, a broadcaster, my kids will get home and go, oh, Dad, that was so lame. What do your kids and your wife think of you dancing there? <laughs> they just they just know it's a part of it all now. And, yeah. Um, they're, like, they're the ones that give you the biggest feedback and the most honest. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's good. Oh, they're just happy you're being successful, you know. That's one good reason if you dance. <laughs> exactly, mate. Mate, we're going to whip through some really quick, they're yeah. called rapid-fire questions. You just give us the first thing that comes to mind and then we'll get your song choice, okay? Okay. Obviously, your family's your most treasured, treasured possession, but outside of your family, what's the most treasured physical possession you, are, you own? Uh, my surfboard collection. Oh, yep. good on you. Yeah, surfing like that. That. yeah. Yep. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Uh, being dead. Nice. Very good. What's your greatest fear? Missing out. <laughs> yes, we're, we're good answer. That works on a lot of levels, Razor. I love a party. <laughs> if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Um... I used to say my the old forehead had got deep throat eyebrows, but it's actually some people quite like it. So I'd have to say uh, my nose. Oh no! no. Oh really? <laughs> okay then. Last one from me then. Uh, when you were growing up, did you have a special hero? Uh, is a superhero? Is that what you mean? 
Well, no. Well, well, to be honest, what I was thinking more was maybe, given I know at Mount Monganua you were a crazy on surfing, that you might have been a surfer that you, that you kind of yeah. idolised a little bit, or a footy player, or Look, whoever, person, you know? The person I actually hit on the wall was uh, Michael Jones going up. Oh, oh yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, so I had a couple of, there was a guy called Gary Elkington, who was an old surfer, he was a big guy, so that's why I liked him, but it probably Michael Jones, and ironically, the, the Iceman, or Homme de Glass, they call him in, in France, which sounds pretty exciting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. He, um... Is I, my first test was his last test, so oh, in, wow. in oh, the how era, yeah. That, yeah, that is great. And the last question then for you is: uh, What is your greatest re- regret in life so far? Wow, that is deep. Um, my greatest regret. Um, my greatest regret would have probably been. Um, leaving, uh, probably not coaching, probably not being captain uh, on my first 15. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you'd want to take the easy way out, you could have said going on, coming on the show. <laughs> <laughs> hard question, man. No, yeah, that's a hard question. Look, you've answered them brilliantly. Honest answers. Good yeah, on you. like it. And we're going to leave the last word to you, uh, Scott. What song have you chosen for us for your song and why? Oh, look, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers is my, uh, my go-to back to the old childhood going up in, you know, the, the sort of early 90s. Yeah. Um, a lot of parties, good times, and Red Hot Chili Peppers, Peppers Snow was, hey, yo, just a good feeling song and, and just bring back some great memories and uh, feelings, yeah. We're going to play that for you now. All the very best for the season, Scotty. Thanks so much for your time, mate. Thanks, Scotty. Take care, brother. Hey, appreciate it, guys. You do a great job. We Thanks love you. so much. Thank you. Scott Robertson, Crusaders coach. What a very, very nice guy. Lovely bloke. Ten minutes to four. News Talk ZB. Come to decide that the things that I tried were in my life just to get high on. When I sit alone, come get a little known, but I need more than myself this day.